Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Betsy Wurzel is my next guest. She was a caregiver for her mother-in-law who had Alzheimer's and her husband, Matt, who had early onset Alzheimer's. She is still a caregiver for her son, Josh, who has a cognitive disability. So Betsy has become an advocate and a talk show host because of Matt's journey. She was determined not to let Alzheimer's defeat her. Welcome, Betsy. Oh, thank you, Dr. Laika. Thank you for letting me come on your show. I appreciate tell me, it. Uh, tell me, Betsy, about your journey. Well, it was a journey like no other, Dr. Laika. Um, taught me so many life lessons. I was a licensed practical nurse, and I never heard of Alzheimer's. So when my mother-in-law was diagnosed, 20 years ago, there wasn't much information then. So I did not handle her hallucinations because I didn't have the education. The information was not there. Uh, Fast forward, my dad had Alzheimer's. I didn't take care of him though. Um, He lived far away. I supported my mom though. And then Matt was diagnosed in 2010. And again, there wasn't uh, information until a few years later. And that's why I'm a big um, advocate for the caregiver educating themselves because knowledge is power. And when we are knowledgeable, we can give our loved ones a better quality of life by knowing how to handle their behaviors and being less stressed ourselves. Matt's journey took me to places in my soul that I never knew was possible. A deep love connection like no other. We were married 39 years when Matt died. And, um, you know, I loved Matt before, but just to connect through just touch. Um, I was never thought of myself as a leader, as an advocate. I was very shy, very quiet, though nobody would believe that now. <laughs> And um, to have a talk show, to run a support group is something I never thought I would ever do. How did you survive and then thrive because of caregiving? I survived, Dr. Laika, by taking care of myself as much as possible. Um, Recharging my batteries is so important. I say that self-care is a matter of life and death for the caregiver. Um, if we don't take care of ourselves, we will die. And uh, stress does a number on our bodies. As you know, Dr. Laika, um, we had to take care of ourselves. And thriving, I didn't want this disease to defeat me. I didn't want to give it any more power than what it had. I knew it was going to take Matt away. I couldn't let it destroy me. I still have a son to take care of. And there's so much work that needs to be done. So many people need help. And that's 
ended up being my mission, my vision was to help people. And I'm thankful that I was discovered by Jeannie White, who's station manager, Passionate World Talk Radio, who discovered me and had me on her show. And then I was given my own show because I want to use my show to help people, provide people with resources. It's a mindset, Dr. Laika. I was determined not to let this disease destroy me, destroy my, my soul, my mind. Um, I stepped into my power uh, at the age of 60. I'm 65 now. So it's never too late to be who you are, be who you were meant to be. Betsy, most people respond to things like what you went through with a characteristic uh, phases. Uh, they go through anger. They go through bargaining. They go through denial. They go through depression. And finally, they go through acceptance. How did you turn your anger into a positive passion? That's a great question. Thank you, Dr. Laika. I was angry. <laughs> I was not brave going into my car doing videos. I was, there was anger that drove me into my car. I had to use my anger in a positive way so it wouldn't destroy me. And it was an outlet. As soon as I brought a cell phone, a smartphone, I went into my car and started to do videos to raise awareness on early onset. Show Matt's picture and talking about caregiving. I never thought anyone would listen to me. And I was so overwhelmed by responses of people saying, Betsy, you're saying how I feel. And um, they would say, oh, Betsy, you're brave. And I'm like, no, I'm not brave. I was angry. <laughs> Never would I have put myself in the spotlight, too self-conscious. But I had to put that aside for a cause that I believed in. And talking about Alzheimer's and helping people is more important than my self-consciousness. <laughs> Going to get verklempt. So... You know, you flipped the switch and you became a talk show host. How did you do that? It was um, kind of funny, doctor. Uh, like I, I said to Matt in 2017, I said, Matt, I can't promise that I won't place you, but I can't promise I'm going to tell the world about you. I don't know how, but I'm going to. And in 2018, Jeannie White saw one of my videos and she contacted me. And asked me to speak on her show after she interviewed me. So I talked on her show weekly. And then she gave me my own show, September 2019. And I was like, Jeannie, I, I can't interview. I don't know how. And Jeannie said, you'll learn. And I never thought that Matt's journey would take me to where I am now. I, I just can't believe that I've talked to so many people. Like, and I interviewed you a couple of weeks ago, Dr. Laika. I just um, cannot believe how blessed I am. I'm very blessed and grateful to have met Jeannie White and to be able to do what I'm doing to help people. What talk show does Jeannie White run? Well, she had the Connect Show series. Uh, she doesn't do that anymore. And um, my show is Chatting with Betsy. Yeah. And, and everybody, I think you should uh, 
have a boo at chatting for Betsy. It's a fantastic show. And, and this lady, Betsy, is, is an amazing talk show host. She she has all the skills to really do it. And she not only teaches, she entertains. So make sure you take a look at it. Thank you. Now, you, you have a support group called Kick. L L Alzheimer's ass movement. Uh, tell me about that. Yes. Um, I started to tag in my post, hashtag kick Alzheimer's ass movement. And I was in a very dark place, Dr. Leica. And I had uh, actually suicidal thoughts, which scared me. I would never have left my family. And I said, I got to get myself out of this hole and I got to kick Alzheimer's ass. I have to do that. I got out of that hole. I did go for counseling. And my friend said to me, oh, who I met, uh, Lori Lorraine Laporte, said, Betsy, you have to start this group. I said, I'll start it after Matt dies. She goes, no, you got to start it now. And someone else said, Betsy, you have to start this group now. So I started it in 2018. Uh, no one should ever walk this journey alone like I did for so long or after caregiving, which is a whole different journey. I don't want anyone to ever feel alone like I did. Now, Betsy, you started to believe in trusting your gut's in- instincts. How did you do that? Dr. Like, I think it's from being a nurse. I always trusted my gut instinct uh, with patients, with myself, with my family, and I was always right. And I want to tell the audience, if you feel that a doctor's opinion is not correct and you feel that something is not right, seek another opinion, voice your concern. We need to speak up when there's an injustice. And I knew in my gut that Matt was dying, but the hospice didn't believe me. And we had to be advocates. We have to speak up for our loved ones who can't. And I always went by my gut. I'm an empath. Uh, so I think I had that um, gift, I guess you would call it, of just instinct and just knowing things. You know, Betsy, in this day and age, we have a lot of knowledge. We have the internet. We have every resource at our fingertips you know, you believe firmly in being educated on health problems with your loved ones. How do you recommend people do that? And why do you recommend people do that? That's a great question. I recommend, I'm actually envious of caregivers now, Dr. Laika, because there's so much information out on the, um, I call the information highway, Uh, joint support groups uh, in person if you can. I was never able to. Online, there are so many support groups online. Ask your doctor about resources in your particular area. Um, And sometimes we don't know about resources in our own backyard. I know I didn't. And uh, ask friends for referrals. There's more people out there now doing um, seminars, webinars, uh, YouTube is a great source um, for people. You just have to really watch that you don't get these people that are, uh, you know, um, selling you snake oil, as I call it. 
You know, um, Betsy, I call them woo-woos. You know, there yeah. are a lot of people out there that are woo-woo. <laughs> yes, and Dr. Leica, I mean, they people can always contact me for resources. I know a lot of good people on the internet who I know are great uh, resources for people of, of information. And I, I certainly wish that I had that. In my group, hashtag kick Alzheimer's ass movement, I have great um, people in there, members that are wonderful resources and who have actually been on my show. And I would recommend them in a hot minute. It's so important to educate yourself because when you call up a doctor and you say this medication's causing side effects, that doctor might say, no, that can't be. And then when you say, oh, yes, it can. I read about it in the PGR and I researched it then they will believe you. You have to have, you have to know what you're talking about. Yeah, and you got to do it in a way that you're not uh, being demeaning to the doctor and say, you know, you're crazy doctors. You know, really, doctors are amazing people. They only can know what they know, though. So you can't blame them for a lack of knowledge. You know, every day, the knowledge changes. Every day, new stuff comes out, you know. Two years ago, we didn't know about COVID. We didn't know about its symptoms. We didn't know anything about it. And look, we got through the biggest pandemic that's ever faced us in the world. So truly, it's amazing what doctors know and what they do for people. You know, there's a gazillion diseases and the doctor's expected to know everything about everything. Yeah, right. It can't happen that way. Yes, um, we were told that Matt was too young. For Alzheimer's, this was in 2010, um, and I was like, "No, he's." I mean, I didn't know that you could get it in your 50s or 40s or even in your 30s. And I said, "I oh, know his his mom had Alzheimer's. His grandmother had it." And I told the doctor, "You know, Matt doesn't even know what time it is. What time Sunday school was that he taught for over 20 years? Let's call it what it is and put him on medication." And, you know, you really have to sometimes uh, be very firm, be nice, but be firm in your beliefs and in your instincts. Yeah, you know, when I, and back in 2003, I was told, you know, I had ALS, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. And uh, the doctor told me I better get my affairs in order because I have six months to live. And I asked him, is there a way to prove this diagnosis? And he said, of course, on autopsy. (laughs) And and here it's now 20 years later and I'm thriving. So the answer is doctors are not always right. They're amazing people that they're not always right. Yes, that's um, Matt's company doctor suspected dementia. Which was... um, Something because she didn't see any of his test results. She only went by a clinical picture of what was going on at work. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you don't believe something, ask for a second opinion. Make sure you check that opinion. You know, after I went through the phases of anger, denial, bargaining, and depression, I went to my wife and said, dear, what do I have? And my wife's an amazing doctor. And she said, I haven't got the faintest idea. And I, I said, I said, dear, what do I do? And she said, well, 
you need to check with other doctors. I said, dear, I've seen thousands of doctors. She said, you probably haven't seen the right doctor yet. (laughs) Well, back in 2003, the internet was invented. It was primitive. You had to get on by dial-on connections. But I found the right doctor that allowed me to live the way I do now. Your wife is a wise woman. (laughs) Well, it's called love. It's called trying your best for your husband. And, you know, I never stop to thank God for my wife. She's an amazing lady. And, you know, we've been married 40 plus years and we have four wonderful daughters and eight wonderful grandchildren. And so we, we certainly have been blessed and, you know, I can't stop, but thank uh, the wonders of her. That's, that's beautiful. Um, I was not, like I said, 39 years. I knew Matt for 40 and I knew he was dying. But the hospice didn't believe me, but I knew there's just some things that, you know, because you're so connected to someone else. Yeah, no, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to flip the switch a bit and go, uh, you know, during this journey, you had to do self-care. Why is it a matter of life and death? Because if we don't take care of ourselves and the stress it will kill us. There's so many caregivers that die during caregiving or shortly thereafter because they are the stress and they did not take care of themselves. And everyone has a right to enjoy life during caregiving and after. And if you want to enjoy life after caregiving, you have to take care of yourself. I know it's hard. I know I put a lot of my own medical concerns on the back burner but, and I thank God I went, came through with um, just minor issues, but we, you have to relax. You can't get that stress. You know, stress affects your heart, your blood sugar, your emotional health, and it, it just affects your immune system. We have to learn how to take care of ourselves and it's not selfish. It is really um, something that, that we need to do. We need to recharge our batteries because if we're stressed out and then yelling like a lunatic, that's not good for our loved ones. And they pick up on that. And our yeah. loved ones don't want that for us. And Betsy, I hear you completely because, you know, I had a sister-in-law who was forced into a position of being a caregiver. Her husband who is a bodybuilder, a world champion, a, a big manager, a, a, a master of business, et cetera. And he threw a clot from his lung and he had a massive stroke. Now, she was forced into this role of being a caregiver. And, and she went to a dark place during the caregiving uh, journey. And she ended up killing herself. Mm. That that does that's so sad. I'm sorry to hear that. That does happen. I have um, actually this uh, guy who was in a group. He was caregiver for his wife, and he did commit suicide. And a lot of caregivers do. Um, it scared me when I was thinking, how do the railroad tracks at work feel in the winter versus the summer? I can't even believe I was thinking that. Um, 
and I would never, ever leave my family. And I was fortunate that I pulled myself out of that. I highly recommend therapy, counseling. I went for counseling. And then there's the stigma, Dr. Laika, of mental health. Um, you're not weak if you go for help. You're not weak if you cry. We're human beings. We have emotions. And it's okay to say, I need help. I can't handle this. Exactly. I think all of us have to realize that we're humans first and caregivers second. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Now, Betsy, this show is called uh, the How to Live a Fantastic Life show. How do you live a fantastic life? That's a great question. I appreciate life so much more now, Dr. Laika. I look at each day as a precious gift to be enjoyed, see the good in every day, to be grateful, and to do what I can to help my fellow man, uh, people. And really, I I try to see the beauty of of every day and doing um, helping people. Helping people has always been a passion of mine since I was um, a child. And um, really helping people gives me a natural high. So I live my fantastic life by helping other people. Now, Betsy, this show is being heard by millions of listeners. What advice do you give them for living a fantastic life? I would say be step into your power. Don't be afraid to be you. Be yourself. And if you need help with that, then seek help and be grateful. Thank um, God, your higher power, that you can do things and just see the beauty of each day. You know, our loved ones, all they want is our time and our love. And that's the most two precious gifts we can give people. And I am grateful. I am blessed. And I am living a fantastic life. And Matt's journey really changed. And it led me to live a fantastic life. So I know that might sound crazy that I went through Alzheimer's and um, my husband died and I'm living a fantastic life. And it's because of Matt's journey that changed my life. You know, this year at Christmas, I'm starting a new tradition. Would you like to hear what it is, Betsy? Sure. I am starting to give a letter, grandpa's letter, to each and every person in my family that I love. And I'm going to say thank you for the amazing things they did in my life. So this year, this is going to be a Christmas present that'll keep on giving year in and year out. So uh, my wife, I plan to gift her with it on Christmas Day. My rest of my family, they're going to get it on Boxing Day when my sister and uh, my sister comes up and her husband and they'll get one too. So this is going to be a special gift. You know, everybody should say thank you to their loved ones. And I challenge my listeners out there to do the same. Now, if you don't get this, if this show doesn't air until the new year, do it in the new year. Make sure you make sure your loved ones know you love them. That's beautiful, Dr. Lycan. And I agree. I, 
I tell uh, my son all the time that uh, I love him. I couldn't have done it without him. Uh, Josh was a wonderful caregiver to his dad. And I'm so grateful for, for Josh. Josh is my, my earth angel. And uh, yes, don't take your loved ones for granted. Thank them uh, and your friends for being in your life. That's beautiful. Yeah, and you know, it's the little things in life that matter. And if you don't give them, you'll be sad that you didn't. Now, Betsy, how can people find out more about you, your show, and your world? Uh, thank you, Dr. Leica. I'm on Facebook. My personal page is on Facebook, Betsy Wurzel, W-U-R-D-E-L. Uh, hashtag Kick Alzheimer's Ass Movement is on Facebook. Everyone's welcome to join. You don't have to have Alzheimer's. Um, you can be a caregiver. Any dementia is welcome. And my show is heard on various um, platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, uh, Spreaker, iHeart, YouTube. You know, all those millions of other things that we're all on to make sure everybody hears our message. And I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah, for sure. Betsy, I can't tell you how much you lit up my day today and help my listeners out there. Keep up the excellent work. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I, it's such a pleasure and honor talking to you. Yeah, it was my pleasure indeed. And ladies and gentlemen, check out my website, Dr. Ellen Leica. That's D-R-A-L-L-E-N, Leica, L-Y-C-K-A dot com. And sign up for a golden pearl a week because that's certainly going to change your life if you let it. And I want you to have an amazing 2023 and beyond. Check back here often because we have such fantastic guests. Have a fantastic day. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Leica's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day.